Working in the records is a co-creative partnership with your master's teachers and loved ones with this universal life force energy. Welcome to the Healer Dealer Podcast. This is an invitation to be inspired, get curious, expand and empower your own gifts through conversations with the modern healers of our time. The only way to heal ourselves is to deal with it. I'm your Healer Dealer, Diana Zalicki. So excited you're here. Let's get started. I have with me Helen Vonderheide. Um, we actually started parts of this interview months ago. And what's really special and unique about that is um, it really catapulted my journey with the Akashic Records. We um, opened up my records to show you, um, which I will include in this um, parts and pieces so you can experience what it's like when you have the records open and what to expect in a reading. Um, What was really spectacular is she said, you know, my master's teachers and loved ones, it came through that I'm already doing this work and I'm here to help teach people um, through this work. And I was not really fully aware of that meaning. Hang on, I gotta take a sip of tea. Wow, that was a really loud slurpy tea. Um, (laughs) And what's really special is after that interview, I saw that Helen was teaching a beginning Akashic class and then an advanced class and then a healing class. And I've taken all three of those in the last few months and I'm getting ready to take, um, well, by the time this comes out, it'll probably be right after, but, um, I'm getting ready to take the manifesting through the Akashic records with Helen, with, uh, Linda Howe, Dr. Linda Howe, right. Um, teaching this workshop and then taking your discovery through the Akashic records. So I've kind of like gone all in on this thing that in the beginning of the year I would have had no idea um it would have been such an impactful powerful um piece and part of my life um something I would love to talk to you about with the Akashic Records because we've already talked about what it is um I want to kind of skip over that because I can take parts and pieces from that first interview what I would love um to talk about is And I think this is something that can relate with people outside of the Akashic Records and with whatever their intuitive abilities um, is the way we, the confidence we have to have in ourselves and when we're receiving information, how we doubt ourselves. And I think that is a lot of the reason why uh, people seek other people to do readings for them. Would you agree? Yeah. Is there... So through that process, what has been your biggest takeaway in helping students of yours um, step into their power more and trusting the guidance and information they're receiving? Yeah, it's one of the biggest challenges or difficulties when students start to come to this practice. And it is a practice just like anything else, like yoga or um, any other form of, you know, practice that nourishes you and when it comes to self-doubt or self-trust if that's a lesson that someone is learning like a life lesson then they are going to doubt like if they're learning self-trust then they're always going to doubt like doubt themselves or like doubt however they're receiving the records so it's interesting now to have this like 
bird's eye view of when that's happening and when students are experiencing it and then how it sort of plays out. So it's really, really wild. Like, if that's the lesson, then I see students doubt or not trust. And then I'm like, oh my God, but this is just the lesson. And then through this experience, this is how you're learning it. So like, so it's, it's almost encouraging somebody to move into some form of like giving the benefit of the doubt, like giving themselves the benefit of the doubt or giving their spiritual connection the benefit of the doubt just so that they can trust it and move beyond it. But I see it happen in all the classes that I teach and it's one of the biggest blocks that stops students from pursuing the practice, um, whether it's for themselves or sharing it with others. And in the end, what I've discovered it's such a personal journey. There's nothing I can say or do that would make somebody trust. Like they have to find it on their own. And that could just be through more um, practices or spiritual experiences that they're learning to trust themselves more. But it really is its own journey in itself. And I also feel that it's connected to some past life experiences. And there is this um, breakthrough that somebody can have if they're experiencing it. And it might be to go back and connect with those past expressions and ask what those expressions have discovered and learned about themselves so that they can take that wisdom and guidance and apply it to them uh, in this current lifetime. I love that. And that is such a wonderful satisfying thorough explanation thank you what is something um okay a couple questions uh my mind's like battling up which ones to ask first what has been the most fulfilling rewarding part of teaching these workshops for you because you really are the best and everybody that has attended these workshops that you hold um are all on the same page. Like your enthusiasm, your presence, your knowledge and passion for the records is uh, really contagious. And it's really, you hold such a beautiful space where it's like deep and also fun. And I think that that is something that can, you know, sometimes when we dive into like esoteric stuff, it can get a little heavy. We can take ourselves a little too seriously. And I love your combination of um, now having actually been a student of yours, I'm still a student of yours outside of uh, going to you for readings. It's like I really see that full breadth of um, the experience it is to be taught by you. So what... Yeah, what has been the most fulfilling, um, rewarding part for you of teaching? You know, it's interesting because the first answer that comes to me, and it has nothing to do with teaching, but I guess it does, but the most fulfilling, rewarding experience that I've had so far is actually how my personal practice of working in the records has evolved and grown over time how the relationship I have with the masters, teachers, and loved ones has become so much more stronger. And it blows me away at just how deeply I am connected and how open I am to receive their their insights. Um, it's probably through teaching that it's helped me um, strengthen that personal practice that I have. But 
teaching alone fulfills me in so many ways because people can do this themselves and I have always personally wanted to be empowered in my own spiritual authority and my own spiritual practices and there's been many teachers along the way that have guided me and supported me and nourished me and I'm so grateful for them but over time I've recognized you know I've gained what I needed to gain through that relationship and then I just kept growing and evolving and moving forward and now I'm at a place in my life where my my mentors, my teachers are my master's teachers and loved ones. Like they are the ones that, that give me everything. They nourish me. They support me. They love me. Like they'll let me know if I'm being self-centered. Like they're not afraid to be blunt or straightforward, but teaching people that they can do this themselves and that it is something that requires work and time and like our softness, like no judgment, but just being open to however we're going to receive it at that time. Um, That for me has just been everything. And, And then to see all of these students' lives that I've I've touched by giving them this resource, you know, I mean, they've always had the resource, but by giving them this deliberate way to access this resource and how to best use this resource, because Akasha is so vast and there's so many different ways to access it, so many different ways to work with it. But the way that we're working with it truly is empowering our human experience. It is aligning us with these high probabilities and possibilities of this lifetime. Like it's really truly making this lifetime like the best of every lifetime. Like, and I feel that in general, like every lifetime will probably get better than the last. But like this one, I just, I, you know, sometimes it's like pinch me. Like, is this even real? Like, is this really happening? I love that so much. I have to say for me personally, I didn't realize it at the time until after the first uh, workshop I did with you, the beginners uh, Akashic um, training. Um, The thing that I had been struggling with and is some kind of structure around my own um, intuitive abilities, the way I receive information. And what I love is even though the Akashic records are not, which is still, I think we should elaborate on, because I think some people have a hard time understanding it's not psychic. Um, It's just the possibilities of things. I think that's a conversation that's very difficult uh, to have sometimes with, and for me personally to explain. Um, But for me, what I love is it's given me structure. And within that structure, these other abilities come through. But that is like the base camp. So I love it as my base camp. And then now I feel like I'm able to connect with other energies outside of the records that work hand in hand with my records. And it's just really given me a lot of confidence and clarity um, around my connection to spirit. Yeah. And also um, that connection of knowing that we're so loved and we're so supported, mm. even if we don't physically see it around us at the time. And I have to say, because since I got um, certified, I've been doing readings for people and it's been really um, fulfilling in a different way than I ever thought possible. And, um, also 
you know, we talked a lot about self-doubt because I've have been somebody that has had that and I just like have to let go. It's like, it's interesting that the, when I get a block of information for somebody, it's when I'm questioning if it's me or them. But once I let go, it literally feels like a, a bucket that gets like thrown out of me, like all this random stuff. And then you have to like have no judgment of it and know that it's coming in the highest and best good. So on that note, I would like to take a step back and talk a little bit more about explaining the difference with the Akashic Records and um, psychic readings, because I think that's something people, because I've even had people come to me for an Akashic reading thinking it's a psychic reading, and I have to, like, set boundaries with, like, that's not, you know, we have free will. (laughs) There's, like, a lot of things uh, outside of that. Yes. I think the best way to to start educating people about the difference between psychic and Akashic is to really just start with what Akashic is. And I think that psychic is so many things, and it's so big that... Um, it's almost as if I don't want to, I don't want to go there because it's easier for me to focus on what the Akashic records are. So to start off, the Akashic records are two parts. The first is the soul blueprint, which is fixed and permanent. Those are the lessons and the themes that a soul is here to learn. And then the second part is the chronicles of you. And that's where I see our free will and choice come in. Um, but that the Chronicles of You are, it's the story of your soul over times, lifetimes, um, as it's come into awareness of itself. So, but how it's come into awareness of itself is through its choices and its ability to have these experiences that have brought about more self-awareness. So this is very crucial and important when it comes to um, explaining the difference because working in the records is a co-creative partnership with your masters, teachers, and loved ones with this universal life force energy. And then you are in control of what you are in control of. And then after that, like when it's beyond you, it's beyond you. It's kind of like, it's like the weather, you know, sometimes we... We can have an idea of how things are going to go, but the weather is going to do what the weather is going to do. So when someone is coming to the records, it's important for them to know that this is a resource best supportive of your self-awareness, your self-love, your self-acceptance, your personal growth, healing, transformation, becoming aware of the high possibilities and um, uh, vast potentials, but then from this place, being able to choose differently than you've been able to choose before. So what happens is in the reading, your masters, teachers, and loved ones will ask you to share a little bit of like what's going on like what's the story um what are the challenges and the difficulties and then as someone gets that off their chest which is really important uh for them 
then the masters, teachers, and loved ones can provide all of the causes and conditions as to why they're experiencing this. And then that's what facilitates healing. Um, the energy within and outside of someone is immediately elevated, and then they're able to see all of these higher possibilities, and then they get to choose accordingly. And Akasha, just from this one reading experience, like it doesn't end there. So when people go out in the world and as they're interacting with like the physical reality of things, um, the the Akashic reading starts to really play out and find its place in somebody's life. So it's really meant to guide us, um, inform us, and support our ability to make these choices for ourselves that are aligning us to our high potentials. Damn, Helen. <laughs> so good. God, I can't even handle it. Um, okay, so that was a beautiful explanation. And even not too long ago, I did a reading for someone, and I felt like I was being tested, and they wouldn't share any information with me, and I could feel like an energetic wall with them. And I'm like, I can't, I'm, I literally looked at this person and I said, I, like, you need to share with me what's going on, you know, because they're showing me random stuff, but I can't connect it. But you need to open up and share with me a little bit more. Like, I'm not, this isn't a psychic reading, you know. So that's, I really appreciate that explanation. Now, I would like to tie back this. So with our masters, teachers, and loved ones, and I'm wanting to relate it with somebody who hasn't read any of the Akashic Records books, hasn't attended any workshops, doesn't necessarily feel called to, but is connecting to their master's teachers and loved ones in some other way. Um, I think that it's a nice reminder for people who are like, I'm not psychic, I don't have that, like, that you can be anybody connecting to these energy sources. Yeah. That your grandma's energy that you feel, you can connect to that source. Yes. I think that that's very empowering um, for everybody. Mm -hmm. What is something, if somebody is interested in learning more about the Akashic Records, but they're a little bit nervous, mm -hmm. they feel a little overwhelmed, it feels like a lot of information, it's very vast, it's very complex, what would you suggest is like the best first step? Um, I also, in regards to the first step, want to share that I never considered myself an intuitive or a psychic person, had no relationship to that. Um, when I first started reading the records, I asked my mom if I talked to imaginary friends and she said, no, you've always, you know, played with your sisters and they've kept you busy. So I, it was never let on that I had any abilities beyond being an ordinary person. When I learned how to use this tool, which is this pathway prayer, it immediately transported me to this energy exchange experience. So it really is about learning the very practical tool to figure out how to access this energy. Um, when I'm in the records, I feel that my intuition is amplified. My um, I even have a psychic ability that's amplified in the records, but ordinary will, will not say that I have that because I don't see that necessarily play out in my life per se. 
seeing it a little bit a little bit now but I'm like are you kidding me you're like totally are <laughs> you know but but that's the thing like it's you know it may be there but I don't need that to be working in the records you know so I will share that what did help me have a fruitful experience of working in the records is that I had a spiritual practice for about seven-ish years that was my foundation. And it was Buddhism. I was practicing, you know, practicing by chanting every day. I studied the literatures that, um, you know, just these like books that have been writings that have been handed down over time. And we were always encouraged to have faith. So it was like um, having faith in the unseen, I think, is like how they would encourage us. And so those were the three tenets that I was disciplined in. And because I wanted to be disciplined in it, like Helen was like, I need this. It makes my life better. I believe in it and it works for me. So when that practice was coming to a close for me, because I did need the next level of, you know, spiritual practice for myself, um, that discipline came with me into the Akashic Record practice, and I applied it without even logically applying it. So for somebody who's coming to the records for the first time, I have seen that some sort of a disciplined um, spiritual practice or practice of some sort is what's going to create the foundation. And then when you come to the records, just being open, I was like, so open, Diana, like I came to the records because I was struggling so much in my life that I was desperate. I was like, I don't know what I need. I need something and I am so open to it. So coming from that place of desperation, really, I had no expectations. I was already, you know, on the ground as it, as it was. So um, that's another important note is like, let go of the expectations of how you think you're going to receive it or what, you know, you might feel confident in that you're going to receive it and then you end up not. Because the masters, teachers, and loved ones When I say that it is a co-creative partnership with them, it truly is. And they are teaching us the best ways that we're going to connect, receive, connect with them, receive this energy, this information, and they're going to work with us to develop that relationship. But if we come at it with any sort of like ego or judgment or perception of how we think we're going to do it, it's like, it won't be. You know what I love with your explanation of this is I feel like that is the type of attitude we should be having with everything in life. I mean, why is it so much easier? I mean, maybe I'm projecting here, but why does it sometimes feel easier to not put that pressure on things we cannot see versus the people in our lives? I know. It's, you know? Yes. Like, I mean, I mean, I'm actually calling myself out on that right now. Like, I feel like when I'm connecting with spirit in different ways, when I'm connecting with my records, I feel non-judgment. I know it's flu. I'm like, oh, like, nothing is permanent. Like, so accepting of all those things. But then for somebody that's right in front of me, I can show up with 
a lot of expectations. Yeah. Because I see you right in front of me. Mm-hmm. So it's a really great um, reminder on, you know, trusting that, trusting yourself and also trusting that you're experiencing what you're ready to experience. And I, I just, I love that mm-hmm. so much. Um what do you think, and I don't know if this is something that you've tapped into your records recently, just with all of the things going on in the world today, mm-hmm. what would you say, because um, I feel like our master's teachers and loved ones, when we go into the records, everything, even when it's hardship, there's always like a silver lining <laughs> that they show us because we're also tapping into the light of the Akasha. Yeah. Um, have you at all t- tapped in outside of yourself to ask like what's going on in the world? Like just with like mother nature yeah. and political climate. Yeah. Have you? Yeah. There's, there's a few pieces of insight that they've been sharing with me and I don't dig too deep because one thing that they have taught me is that, um, I'm, I'm here to really focus on the work that I am giving and sharing and to not take on the weight of the world and everything that's um, transpiring. So I will investigate a little bit, but I, I won't let myself get too carried away with it. So one of the things that they've shared with me just at like a macro level, um, there is such an increase in higher consciousness and the lower consciousness is trying to find a balance with it. So it's almost like there's like this extreme spike of um, elevation and then everything else that's dense is like, whoa, what's going on? Um, got to try to find my place in this, right? So there's always a balance between the, the, these worlds or these like states of light and dark. And, um, and so with that, what we see is just a lot of like frenetic and anxious and imbalanced energies out in the world. Um, they've really encouraged me to like find that balance within myself, right? I know it sounds so cliche, but like it really is true. Like as we find it within ourselves, we find it in our environment and so on. Completely. And I also think too, um, it's interesting because we've talked about this and when I've done trainings with you, I do find that when I go into my records, outside of going in for specific information and getting out, I like to go in also as like an energy check. Yeah. Like I feel like they'll like, you know, when I tap into my records, I will sometimes get an energetic clearing Mm -hmm. and grounding. And it feels like just like a mini quick reset, Mm -hmm. which it's funny because um, I feel like oftentimes when I'm feeling anxious or worried or like upset for no reason, it's like, forget you're an empath. (laughs) Um, When I go in there, it just like reminds me of my practice. Like, oh, I haven't been checking in enough because also you know, outside of that action and practice of, you know, checking in regularly, um, just also on a subconscious level, tapping into like the bigger picture. Mm-hmm. And it's like outside of yourself. Because yeah. it's it's just so interesting. Because I think of myself as somebody super self-aware. And then oftentimes when I'm feeling the most anxious or stressed out or angry for like no reason, it's like, it, it's 
you know, it's like I check it. It's like, oh, it's not about this thing. Mm-hmm. It's so much bigger. Mm-hmm. It's the collective, you know. Yeah. Um, so I love that. And I appreciate you sharing that because yeah. I know that's something that's on a lot of people's minds and hearts. And there's a lot of um, I've talked with other friends, like a new wave of, you know, um, like everybody's having an awakening. Yeah. And so, you know, there is going to be that resistance yeah. of the opposite that's trying to like, I almost think of it like a zombie, like a zombie hand arm, like, hey, yes. I'm still here. I know. Um, and I think what, you know, part of our human experience is everybody wants to sometimes put meaning and attachment to the things we experience. And I think the records, Akasha is like a nice reminder of to not have attachment to anything, which I can see that relating back to your um your Buddhism practice because that's all like non-attachment yeah right yeah so that's really fascinating non-attachment but they also uh teach us that earthly desires are enlightenment Ooh, yeah that's a nice non-attachment but it's also the other side of it oh my god I love that I know what is something um oh okay I had a question, but now I got interrupted by a different question. (laughs) So for somebody, maybe for the students out there that have been taking your workshops or have been studying and are reading the books, anybody that's been keeping up, um, you know, you have the beginners, the advanced, you have healing, you have discovery, you have manifesting. Um, It's very interesting. What is something that you want people to know who are exploring continuing their education with the Akashic Records. Yeah. So gosh, you love teaching so much. I, you just got so excited. I came to this awareness recently. <laughs> I was like, wow, did it take me this long to figure this out? Um, every class that is available is about your personal healing, whether you realize it or not. And even though these classes have, like some of them has, have fancy titles like Discover Your Soul's Path or Manifesting Your Soul's Purposes, the work that we are doing for ourselves is to heal any unresolved issues that exist in our soul's lives, like our soul's archive, so that we can, in this lifetime, have the awareness of why we're here, what we're doing, and how to move forward. So Linda's, she's pretty brilliant. She's like a, she's like a, like a, a happy scientist where she's done all this um, Akashic investigative work on herself. Like she's been her own guinea pig. And through these continual, con- continual deeper awakenings, she's been able to create it in curriculum that we're all able to access and experience for ourselves. I'm so grateful for her. So the the so basically there's five practitioner certifications and what I've noticed is the beginning starts to like ease you into everything and then it's almost as if these are chapters that each certification represents a specific chapter of your life experience and where you're at 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 that point in time and then it's whatever issues and even this is can be unconscious um subconscious but whatever those issues are we start to look at them 
through this deeper lens and become aware of this truth, this soul level truth. And then we're able to apply it and move forward. And we're always manifesting. I mean, well, first of all, we're always manifesting because it's an ordinary thing that us physical beings do as we're interfacing with the world. But when we're starting to heal these deeper wounds that are not always in our awareness, it creates this energetic space for us to manifest things that are um, more in alignment with our soul's purpose and growth. Um, and then it just starts to magnify itself. So those things become bigger. For me personally, I've seen where I was five years ago and where I am now. And my master's teachers and loved ones, like they really have been guiding me the whole way. But like now that I'm a at a point where it's like, I mean, it's just mind blowing, like the things that are being manifested. And I'm not just like talking about like money or finances. Um, that will always be there to take care of you. But it's like, um, it's like the opportunities I'm having to share this work. Like it is at such big level, uh, bigger levels than I've ever imagined. I would like be in positions to share this work with. I love that. Well, I really, it's interesting. You're talking about um, Linda Howe, who is incredible, and I can't wait to meet her. Um, but I feel like you're like the new fresh wave. I don't want to say the new Linda Howe, but like I feel like you're the representat- representative of spokesperson for the Akasha, Akashic Records. And um, I think it's very exciting to see where you take this. And I think it's interesting, too, because, like, you really have a sincere passion and enthusiasm for everybody's own healing. And it's interesting because it's like I, I had gone into this with the intention of just wanting to learn for myself. And I would have never thought in a million years I'd be doing, like, readings for other people. And I was, like, very, like, uh, stubborn about it. And I'm like, I don't do that and blah, blah, blah. And I started doing that. Not all the time, but um, it feels really good. And it feels like it's really filling my cup up in a different way than, you know, I thought, you know, I could before. Mm -hmm. And I think it's also interesting because, you know, we all want to feel special. We all want to feel unique. And I think it's a really, for me, my experience with the Akashic Records is I feel both unique and individual and special and also in a collective of those who are exactly the same mm-hmm. so it's just like you know um and I just really love to like just even in the workshops I've done with you like incredible people I've connected with um and you know how that's led to things outside of that work that I wouldn't have never expected and being able to share gifts through that um, it's been really incredible. I'm really excited to take the manifesting class. Um, it's so funny because I'm like, why do I like doing hard things? <laughs> like, it's, like, it's so intense. I mean, everybody, it's great. It's fun. But it is, it, it's, yeah. it, it's work. It's, her, yes, it's it, inner, deep inner work. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Um, I feel like I'm still, you know, uh, processing from the healing workshop. Um, Allison just said that recently. Allison was um, in the healing class with uh-huh. you, and she was telling what one of the recent healing classes like. Um, it's actually still working on me, and I took this class like a month or two months ago, 
And it really is, I mean, the healing, oh my God, it just, yeah, it continues to give you life and perspective and reflection always. One thing I also love during, this has been a nice nugget, a nice reminder for me outside of doing that workshop, the healing workshop, is nothing that is triggering us a deep hurt is ever really fully going away. It's the acknowledgement, awareness, the deep understanding of it that takes the heat off of it. Yeah. And so I think that that is so powerful and so empowering because I think, you know, I don't know about everybody, but I kind of feel like a lot of times when there's an issue, we got to fix it. It goes away forever, you know, or something traumatic somebody's experienced. Like, you know, it goes back to, I think, even shadow work, like, you know, your greatest pain can be your greatest strength, Mm -hmm. you know? So I find that very interesting. And that's been something that's still been marinating with me is like, you know, looking at these points of pain, whether, um, they feel painful or not. There's some piece of you and your body energetically on some level that feels it is suffering. So it doesn't matter what our ego thinks the level of that suffering should be. It's still in existence, but it's like, once we acknowledge those, they deflate. Yeah. So that to me has been very proud. Does that make sense? It does make sense. But then it also is so important to move into that soul level truth Mm -hmm. because the soul level truth is what illuminates and, and I feel like can permanently heal. Yeah. I love that. I'm still, yeah, there's definitely things that I'm still processing from my class. I'm like, get a saddle up for manifesting. (laughs) I know it's going to be a wild class and you guys will probably, probably in the end be like, what just happened? (laughs) I'm so excited. I feel like this is actually perfect timing. I feel like we're getting into harvest season. I feel ready. I feel like personally all of these workshops have been an amazing um support for me in ways that I wasn't even aware of I just was like serendipitously it was like working out that I could go like I feel like a lot of times I'm not able to go to things because of my shoots or this and that and like literally I feel like you know spirit was like you are going to this and so I'm very grateful for for that and it's just it's so humbling it's like you know I love the reminder always of like you don't know shit (laughs) I mean that in the most loving way like we know so much but we also don't like I mean seriously when we first started um doing parts of this interview months ago I was like so like the Kashuk records are really cool fascinating but I'm not doing that (laughs) like I have no like sure yeah I'm already working on it like it, it was so crazy and then literally a couple of uh, weeks after, I see your first workshop, and I'm like, oh, that's interesting. Like, I'm going to take that. And then I was in, and I was like, I want to know more. I think that is the thing. It's like, it's so complex. It's so deep. It's so hard to describe. I know. <laughs> I mean, it's so, like, I mean, it's just, it's really so incredible. And, like, I just, I'm so grateful to you. I'm so grateful to this practice. It's so amazing. It's really, um, I feel like, it, yeah, it's really been give, giving me so much structure. Mm-hmm. And I just want to learn more. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like a greedy little, um, you know, information seeker. And it's interesting because I'm also, you know, you're like, you're a teacher. I'm like, I'm not a teacher. <laughs> but I feel like my, right now, consciously, I feel like my form of teaching is 
through sharing mm-hmm. through like this podcast yes. for example um and we'll see what happens I'm just like be open to everything I don't know anything <laughs> I just was like I felt very like hashtag so Aries like like oh do all of the cl- do all the workshops this year get them done while you can um is there anything like that you wish that people would know about the records or your workshops and trainings of the books is there anything that you feel like people are not really getting that you wish that they would understand yeah I think the first is you know it's like when people come in kind of like with that wall or that block where like maybe they want to test you um it is so important for somebody to feel safe with a practitioner to trust a practitioner enough to be able to be vulnerable and open up. What is going to create the most impactful experience is someone who is allowing that vulnerability to come through for themselves and then be open, just allowing themselves to be open. And then knowing that it's going to be guidance and direction to help someone on their path. So it's not like a like a once and done, although, you know, it can take somebody like a year to come back for a second reading. And usually people that come back a year later are like, everything that you said came to fruition. I thought it was going to be this way. It actually was this way, but everything was true and real. And, and so I think one of the other important notes is that this is a fluid and flexible experience and that you have to be open to different outcomes. So not being attached, um, not being fixed on that it has to look a certain way or be a certain way or with a certain person or with a certain opportunity, but just really allowing your soul to be the guide and, and, and trusting. I think it's very hard for us to trust that, oh, I'm gonna let my soul take the lead. I mean, when you're letting your soul take the lead, it's like you really do have to let go of all kind of, like, control. Do you feel like working with that has been supportive for you in doing, taking big, scary action? Definitely. Oh, my gosh. Yes. So many experiences. My master's teachers and loved ones, like, they'll just, you know, it's like really big, scary action, you know, action uh, choices that I have to make. And they'll be like, just trust, trust. And I'm like, oh my God, it's so easy for you to say. I mean, like Diana, this, you know, this is one of the big things that I'm like working on right now with my MTLOs is like this trust thing. Um, Cause there's, there's much bigger opportunities that I'm seeing available for me in this life. And, and I am scared to like take those risks and be open to it and trust that everything is going to be okay and that I'll be taken care of. But they just keep coming back to this, like, you know, and so it's easy to say trust, but then I really encourage people to work with their masters, teachers, and loved ones around that because I've been getting beautiful affirmations, like reprogramming, like deep, deep, probably wounding experiences of me trusting and then getting hurt. So I really like this really has been like (laughs) a full-time job this year (laughs) of trust, but you know, what's so amazing is, uh, when I was producing, like when I was starting off as a producer, I like envisioned my life and saw it 
all these like amazing things. And now I allowed the Akashic Records, and first of all, it didn't manifest that way. And now I'm letting the Akashic Records come into my life and like be this, be this like fabric of fullness and wholeness. And everything that I had visions of is coming to fruition in so many miraculous ways, but I've had to, oh my God, I have had to learn. I've had to fail. I've had to like, you know, be in the depths of my own darkness. I've had to pick myself up off the ground and dust myself off and keep going. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, this is just, it's a fluid experience. I love that. I think, um, not too long ago when we were hanging out, you were sharing your trust and also the sense of, God, the word that keeps coming up is detachment from what you've been told. What you've been told is meant for you. What you've been told you should want. What you've been told by society what you should want. And that really stuck with me because I'm somebody who I think I'm very open and I don't have, well, I do have, I mean, I think sometimes expectations and intentions can get a little uh, convoluted. Um, which I'm just realizing as I'm saying it out loud, but it does because we can have an intention for something and then needing to let that go and have breath around that. But then it's like, oh my gosh, the expectation. And it's not expectation out of a place of like um, heaviness or darkness. It's uh, for me personally, it's out of excitement, enthusiasm of wanting to have those things and experience those things. Mm -hmm. So I really, that's something I've seen in you that is specifically like the last couple months and you and especially the last time we hung out like it's a deep confidence in that Mm -hmm. and I think that's very powerful I feel like it's like the ultimate um empowerment of yourself Mm -hmm. and empowerment of knowing that everything is is truly happening to your benefit Mm -hmm. and that you're always always being taken care of and it doesn't have to look like the way that people are saying it, it should look. Yeah. And it's so interesting because it's like I've been one of my, I don't want to say mantras, but I feel like I should make it into a mantra. Um, this year is um, I want to be surprised with delight. Oh, I love I want to be delighted. Like, yes, I have intentions of things I want to do, but I also want to be delighted. Yeah. Like this or something better. Yeah. Um, because... You know, for me, the most exciting moments, yes, it feels very good to, like, get things done that you set out to get done. But the most surprising and pleasurable experiences, I think, are the ones where you're feeling that the universe has met you. Uh Where that trust is being flooded in the physical manifestation of something that you couldn't even think for yourself it's just it's really interesting I think it's a very interesting time of because it it, there's a lot of energy I feel specifically around with social media it's like make it happen you know it's like everybody's kind of being dictated to on like how to make things happen and it's a really interesting balance uh to me for me of you know we talk about making things happen and letting them happen Mm -hmm. and then having that trust Mm -hmm. and I feel like the trust really comes in in a in support when we start to live in fear Mm -hmm. I feel like yes make things happen but as soon as our like lizard brain what they say like with fear-based thinking comes in it's like that's when we need to check in with our trust Mm -hmm. 
Yes. That was a bit of a ramble, but no, yeah. it was good. It's so true. <laughs> no, I think there there was like there was so many golden nuggets in what you just shared right there, and 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 that is what we're here to experience. But I also want to just add on last thing. It just I think you know your attitude and your way of viewing like how life is has is uh taken the pressure off for myself because I'm like I want all these things to happen and then it's like I feel the collective pressure on like what I should be doing where I should what everything should look like da 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 shitting and feeling this almost rebellious uh nature of like I'm just gonna show you what I want to do and you can you know hop along when you know you see it's happening you know yeah it's very interesting um and just interesting the like how we're such mirrors to everybody with our own healing and also um you know uh you know we're talking about the soul's truth can you talk about that for a second yeah oh it's funny that you brought that up because when I shared it earlier I was in my mind like you need to break this down yeah let's break that down what is that what is it does that mean so there are the best way to describe it is that there's five prominent ways that we process consciousness as a human being um (laughs) the first is through well it actually always starts um, at the at the base, at the core, which is our soul. Um, processes consciousness as knowing. Our emotions process consciousness as feelings. Our physical body processes consciousness as sensations. The mental mind processes consciousness as thoughts. And then our ego processes consciousness as beliefs. So what happens is, so these are like five prominent ways. And then there's like so many other ways that I feel like um, get broken down within that. But um, just knowing this, the soul always knows the truth of who it is. And as we start to experience human life, um, physical existence, that truth starts to get distorted, muddled, um, you know, lost in transmission and it gets lost in all these different ways that we're processing consciousness to navigate the earthly life so our ego can have certain beliefs but that's not really what's true at a soul level of who we are so when we talk about the soul level truth in this akashic records work we are referring to identifying those false truths of how you've perceived yourself, your relationship with others, and the outside world, and we're kind of like restoring you back to your original pro, you know, your original programming, like your light programming. I love that so much. I, gosh, it's like people are going to need to rewind and like, realize, like, wait, what was that? You guys, just a heads up. That's how it feels during the whole time during her workshops. It's like literally 10 hour days of this. And you're like, wait, what? Can, can I re, re- record, listen to that? So, so good. Okay. So I feel, you know, I feel like this is very good. I feel like this with com- combined with what we've done previously is going to be really great and I'll give some like intros to everybody um okay so a couple last questions what is your greatest challenge right now my greatest challenge Ooh, well I would say it's trust believe it or not 
you know, which is so funny because I really do trust, um, you know, but the trust that the lesson that I'm learning around trust is so deep. It's so hard to articulate. Um, let me just share an example. Um, so prior to uh, coming into incarnation, um, we all make certain choices around what we want to experience in that next life. And so I had made this um, agreement with another soul in my soul group to be a mother, to have a child. And I'm 38. And as I get older, I get tired. And I'm like, oh my God, I don't know if I have the energy in me to like take care of another human being. Or I don't know if I trust that human being's path and if they're going to be okay. Are they going to come out okay? Will they, they be healthy? And I'm sure these are every, every like, you know, parents like fears of creating a child. But um, the truth is, I trust my life to a certain extent, but when it starts getting into this is very unknown and out of my control, I don't trust, and so then I'm blocked. So I'm experiencing this like very big lesson around trust, and that's just one of the ways that it's showing up right now. Thank you for sharing that. I feel like that's something all women can relate to as well. Um, what would you say is your current greatest desire? Current greatest desire. Stumped. <laughs> because I kind of don't put that pressure on myself anymore, which is. Okay, maybe not greatest desire. Let, let me break it down a little bit. What are you craving right now? Craving. Helen, um, what is what is Helen craving right now? Oh, okay. What do you? So, doesn't have to be like a yearning. I feel like yeah, desire yeah, can sometimes be like a yearning. You. Like yeah, you. what you craving? Okay. What you craving, Helen? I got you. So, um, so it's really funny with this craving because it's because um, I have mixed feelings about it. Um, so I was just recently in a relationship with such an amazing person for two years. We just recently ended our relationship. And what I've come into awareness of for myself is that I'm really craving a partnership with another human being that can meet me where I'm at, you know, that can bring something to the relationship that is complimentary, that is empowering, that is like more. And it's not that my previous relationship didn't bring that. Um, it was just at a different level. I needed at a very big, higher level of like something that I want to receive is that it is actually like giving me life and like giving me energy and giving me more. So that has been a recent like, oh, yeah, this is something that I want. But I say that um, I'm not conflicted about it, but on the fence because I also... Yes, and it's like this has been a really big lesson that I'm learning is that the masters, teachers, and loved ones 
are here to empower us, that everything that we want, need, desire, crave is something that we absolutely can find inside of ourselves. And so as that relationship closed, I was like, wow, I found this in myself. Like I got it. Like everything that I need and I want to give, like I can truly give it to myself. I, I enjoy others like helping me and providing and, you know, collaborating and giving. But at the end of the day, I recognize like this is something that I can do for myself. Um, and then of course being connected to them is like a really big part of that because if you're human and you're not connected to your, your spiritual resource, whatever it is, it can feel pretty daunting and alone, but being connected to it is like, Oh my God, I can do anything. So yeah, it's now I'm in this place where I'm like, Oh, I feel so good. And I'm not, I don't feel like I'm seeking it, but then had come into that awareness where I'm like, Oh, but that would just be so fun to have someone that just like gave me life. Oh my gosh, I love that. And thank you so much for sharing all that. I know it's deeply personal and I'm so grateful to you. I'm so, so grateful that I have you as my Akasha mentor and teacher. I'm so grateful to be learning from you. I'm so, so grateful that you said yes to this podcast because I have a very strong feeling um, I would maybe not have been guided to you as quickly, you know, I did a reading with you, but it was like a year, you know, a year before, and then it just popped in. So I just love that. And I love something that you do touch on in your trainings is that the master's teachers and loved ones are very strategic. <laughs> so I feel like this, this, our interaction, uh, uh, interaction, oh my God, that's like something else. <laughs> our interaction, our friendship has been completely strategic on their end. Mm. Because I look at the points of time of things being connected and I'm like, oh my gosh, like so wonderful. Yeah. It surprises me with delight. So that's what oh, I have to say. I, I love that. And I am so pumped, so pumped to learn more and then be like drained after. <laughs> I know. You need like a week's recovery. Oh, I already am planning for the manifest <laughs> workshop to have like a day uh, after where I'm not doing anything like as a day off yeah because I'm just like fried yeah and um I'm gonna do the same for discover I'm so excited I love you so much I am just so pumped for everything that you stand for I love your connection to the Akashic Records I love your fresh perspective on it I love your love for all the people that you meet and interact with and it's really you are a remarkable teacher like so 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 like I was gonna be hashtag blessed to like learn from you so anybody that's listening if you have an opportunity to take any one of her workshops you don't have to take them in order um you know but like you can you will learn so much just for yourself it's great insight to empower yourself and your own um abilities and your own really fortify the your trust in yourself and in your life and in your connection however that looks yes so thank you so much (laughs) that's a wrap for today on the healer dealer podcast If you like this episode, it would mean the world to me if you could leave a review, let me know what you loved about it, and pass along to your family and friends. Thank you so much for being here. Hope to see you next time. Cheers.